Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast. Today I'm joined by Lorna Watson and we have a fantastic chat about self-awareness, about emotional intelligence, about that voyage of discovery that we go on to sort of establish our own own values, our own belief systems, to recognise our own biases, our own behaviours and how all of that determines how we walk through life and the choices we make about our life and I think really importantly as well about how all of that can lead to stresses and anxieties within our days, within our weeks, within our lives and how we can come out the other side of that feeling a bit stronger. Yet again in a conversation that I've had on this podcast we reflect on the fact that as women in our late 40s wouldn't it have been great if we had had the knowledge we've got now when we were in our 20s? Because how different would that have been? So I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Lorna, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. Happy to be here. Yeah, tell us a wee bit about you. So I am a 47, turned 47 yesterday. Oh, happy um, year old woman, thank you. A 47 year old woman from um, Glasgow. Um, I am... Um, an education services director with Dell Technologies, about to celebrate 15 years with the company, been a people leader for about 25 years in total. And my passion in life is, is my family and, um, you know, my, my, my two sons, um, Calm and Jack, who are 21 and 17, and, you know, just helping them kind of grow and thrive in life and just loving the whole, you know, family life, dog walking, all of those things are really my hobbies, you know. Great, great. And I know we've chatted a wee bit, we've never met before, but we have chatted a wee yeah. bit this morning before we've, we've went on to record. So I'm looking forward to hearing. What do you know for sure? I know for sure that self-awareness and emotional intelligence are the recipe to success for desired outcomes within life. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you mean by that, because emotional intelligence, it's a, I get it, but it is a big phrase that people can say, and I don't, I'm not sure yeah. that everybody always necessarily knows what it means. So tell us what you mean by that. So, so I've I've learned through my own kind of personal experiences and being on a voyage of discovery about you know some some characteristics of my personality where I recognise myself to be a bit of a worrier. Mm-hmm. I've really learned to understand the connection between your values, your belief system, your biases. And how they, uh, in a, at an unconscious level, affect your emotions and how that, that emotion then goes on to affect your behaviour, you know. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, that understanding of that chain of events, which happens in the, the split of a second, right, yeah. can, can really lead to to negative outcomes, deconstructive outcome, particularly if you're, you know, you have a strong belief system that generates a negative emotion, you know, that that can very quickly lead to some kind of emotional outburst and things like that, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I've really learned through kind of understanding that chain of events, understanding and inspecting my own behaviour, that the importance of self-awareness and really trying to get to the bottom of well, what are my values and what are my belief systems and how's that affecting my emotions? And then really trying very hard to self-manage. Yeah. And that's the key to it. And, and that's the piece that I struggle with sometimes. I really do. I am aware of the emotion, but sometimes I do and sometimes I don't self-manage it. But it's that just constant, constant attempt you know, to bring all these things to the surface so that you have a better chance of uh, controlling the outcomes, yeah. controlling the behaviours. And the more you can exert control, the more chances you have of turning something into a positive outcome. And it's not necessarily about 
career, although uh-huh. it can be. It's about life in general. I think um, there's a lot of studies out there that, that talk about people that have high emotional intelligence, high self-awareness, tend to have better relationships. Yeah, They tend to be better adjusted from a well-being perspective. Yeah. Uh, and they, 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 they tend to, to go on and have more successful lives. And that really depends on, on what that success looks like for you. You know, that exactly. could be money. It could be status, it could be those things, but but it, um, there's a strong connection between that emotional intelligence and the ability to self-regulate the emotions and then go on and, and, and adjust behaviour accordingly. I love the whole concept of self-awareness because I think so often it's, it's actually my most u- overused hashtag whenever I'm putting anything on social media. It's always about yeah. self-awareness, so I love that that's what we're talking about today because so often I have awareness about how other people are showing that if this happens, I know my husband will react that way, for example, or I know my children, my daughters will react this way. And you can see how their how their behaviours just follow a pattern. But yeah. then sometimes it's harder to see it on yourself, isn't it? Do you have is being self-aware something you've always been or has that been a journey? Oh no, it's to- it's totally been a journey, and it and it, it kind of started for me with various things that were going on in my life, me worrying about those things, and then really trying to figure out, you know, how do I control those things that were going on in my life? You know, really, through that whole process, I started to spend more time reflecting, you know, mm. trying to understand why I react in certain ways to certain things, and that really led me to quite a painful discovery that that I think I, I it's more than worry for me. I think it, it's anxiety. And I've really tried to spend time trying to figure out why, you know, wh- uh-huh. why does that exist? What is there? And I think, you know, I don't really know why it exists, to be honest. You know, I had a great childhood, very adjusted, very privileged kind of childhood. You know, there's, so there's nothing, there's no dark secret in my past, right, that would yeah. cause me to to feel anxious. But, but I think somehow, somewhere along the way, I've learned this really negative belief system around not being good enough right and I I actually think it's something that a lot of women suffer from you know I think it's tied to this whole idea of imposter syndrome not being a good enough employee not being a good enough mother not being a good enough wife not being all of those things right not being a good enough friend and so I think a lot of the anxiety that I suffer for is, is actually tied to that discovery that I have in that belief system that that I'm not quite good enough and that's and that's really you know something that that for me I think triggers anxiety because I think it it triggers this whole oh my goodness what do they think what if I do this how you know how's it going to react you know and it kind of you know if I don't hand in this piece of work on time my manager's going to think I'm bad at my job you know it just triggers this Mm -hmm. chain of event that goes on on, in the background you know and that's something that I think is a very female thing to be honest I think obviously men suffer from it as well but I think it's a very well recognized phenomena for women and it's about it's about not necessarily defeating it you know I Mm -hmm. think that there's a lot of systemic cultural things that go on that, that that make that kind of something very very foundational within our within our makeups but 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 I think you can learn to to, to be aware and to try and manage it and that's uh-huh. really the journey that I'm on you yeah. know and have you ever just because this is a journey I have been on for a couple of years but especially in the last year during the pandemic with some teaching that, I, that I've been involved in and it's about the whole notion that I am so much more than my thinking because everything that you're telling us there is about it's sure that it's an inside thing isn't it it's not yeah. it's not an external because your manager probably doesn't really care if 
your reports are daily and your friends do think you're a good friend and all the rest of it. So have you got a good way to manage yourself now? Because you've got awareness of it, haven't you? Yeah. Can you manage when the thinking starts going off the off the radar, leading you yeah. to a place of anxiety? Have you found a way to manage that? Yes and no, right? I mean, because I, um, I think people want to get fixed on that, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, to be honest, I think you can learn to be better you know and you can be learned to manage but but I I think you have to it's a thing you've got to work at every day you don't attend a a conference and that you know or a workshop and then suddenly it goes away right I I think it's something very very deep rooted and and you you have to it's an ongoing thing you've got to learn to be aware every day I think it's a it's a daily thing and and really what I've learned is that it's about it's just about time that's what it is you know I think Uh we're all sucked into this whirlwind of life and juggling kids juggling high demanding jobs all of that stuff right you don't have time to breathe half the time you know and so we don't build in these little breaks you know and these little moments of reflection and all of those things we just we just don't do it naturally and so what I'm really trying to learn to do is is to acknowledge that and try and build in that reflection time and it doesn't have to be like an hour or anything like that you know sometimes what I do is I take when I sit down on my desk in the morning I spend 10 minutes before I open my laptop and because I know the moment I open my laptop you know the emails are going to start you know filling up and and I'm going to be drawn to it and my IM is going to start pinging and I'm going to be drawn to it but I keep the laptop shut for 10 minutes and then I use that 10 minutes just to think about, okay, what happened yesterday? How am I feeling? What have I got on today? What are my priorities today? What are my stress levels and my anxiety mm-hmm. level? How, 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 you know, what, what would I feel, right? I try and just examine that a little bit. And then I use that to to make choices. I log in and say, do you know what? I am going to finish an hour early today, so I'm actually going to cancel my last meeting. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to, I need to, I need to break in a couple of breaks. You know, I'm going to make sure I take the dog out at lunchtime, you know. So yeah. first thing I'll do is look at my diary to see how can I make that happen. So I think it's those moments of reflection, you know, and it's whether it could be before you go to sleep at night, and you're sitting just kind of reflecting on your day. It can be just a car journey that you're on and you're on where you've just got a bit of time to yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to slow the process down. That That's what, what I've realised. Yeah. You've got to slow the process down somehow by trying to kind of break the chain of events, you know. So if you're if you're feeling upset about something, it's kind of like, okay, let's take a, take a moment. You know, let's take a moment. Let's not fire off that angry email response or whatever. It's let's take a moment, let's try and figure out what's going on here. Is this am am I being rational in this Uh response? And then just try and, you know, take take that time to make a different choice. And and that's what it is. And sometimes I win that battle and sometimes I don't, to be honest with you. But I think I think it's always on my radar every day to at least try. Yes. It sounds like an immensely kind way to treat yourself to be honest taking that time cancelling a meeting making space because we all know we can fall into days where zoom call after zoom call never ends yeah and actually just to empower yourself to say no i'm not doing that if you can that's immensely kind if i take you back you spoke at the start about your values and your belief system do you think that having those those cornerstones, because, you know, I deal a lot with organisations about their values and helping them identify what their values are. And I think that an organisation can only move forward well if it understands its values and it understands what's important to it. So therefore, as individuals, we need to spend more time thinking, what is important to me in this instance? 
so how what role have your values and your belief system and is that something you've had your whole life or has that been something that is just an ongoing development I, I think your experiences can shape that I, you know I had an experience in my past where I, I was involved in a a situation with you know in a, a previous job right where I, I felt I, I was very upset by by this particular situation that had happened and as I kind of examined it I, I, I became very aware that the reason I was so upset about this situation was because because it wasn't a fair situation uh-huh. it wasn't fair mm-hmm. right and so I realized like you know you're real upset at this and, I, and it's, it, it was this kind of voyage of discovery that you know what one of my fundamental values is fairness you know yes. and I think that from because of how that situation made me feel at the time I made some career choices on the back actually of, of, of that not not immediately right but but it kind of was a big deciding factor on my choices of employer and all of these things and it's shaped me as a manager I would hope that that you know if you were talking to anybody that that worked worked with me they would tell you that that that's what they see in me you know because because I, I never want to make people feel the way that I feel in that situation mm-hmm. and I never want to be seen to be somebody that that is unfair so I think sometimes we're just not necessarily always acutely aware of our values you know I think that there a lot of that is societal it comes from your parents it comes from religion all of those things and you just don't even think about it but then I think sometimes some things happen in your life where it brings some of that to the surface and suddenly you become very acutely aware of what that value is so I actually think it's a it's an evolving thing you know and I think I think what I've found is with age and experience I, I can I can relate to what my values are a lot more you know because sometimes it can be like a situation around okay yeah you know you're offered maybe a role or a position and my natural re- instinct would be, no, that's not for me, you know. And then when I when I think about why am I saying no to it, I think it's it's be- it's not because I don't like the role. It might it might be because I can I don't like the values of an organisation, or I don't like the I don't I, I can't relate to the manager or whatever, you know. And so suddenly I find myself trying to figure out, okay, I'm saying no not because this is this isn't a great role. I'm saying no because. There's something about the values that I've, I've experienced, you know, the behaviours or what mm-hmm. I've witnessed that tells me that that person's values or that company's values are, are not aligned to my own. Um, you do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, so sometimes yeah. it's a it's a kind of you're not aware going into the situation. It's a kind of reflection on the back end, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. And you're making me think of a podcast that's a way back a wee while with Jane Wright, where she spoke about the fact that wouldn't it have been great to have this head that you have on your your body in your 40s and into your 50s if you'd oh, had yeah. that when you were in your 20s? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Do you resonate with that? Oh, I, I totally, totally right. It's so funny. Like, you know, there's situations that I face in my 20s and, and, and ways I was, you know, things that happened to me, maybe things the way in which maybe I was treated by maybe other people in particular situations, right? And I've had a very blessed life. So I'm talking about extreme one-off situations but but I, I reflect on those situations and sometimes I'm thinking I'm so angry with myself you know mm-hmm. I'm so angry with myself because I'm thinking why did you allow that to happen you know why did you let somebody treat you like that why didn't you say this why didn't you say that why didn't you do this you know and it's so easy with age you know and reflection and experience to go back and do that but but absolutely I I, I do it all the time and I see it's interesting you know I do a lot of mentoring of, of young people you know, and it's so hard when you're in that situation not to tell people what to do because uh-huh. you listen to this youngster and you think you know 
oh my goodness, you've got this amazing opportunity, you know, here's, you know, I'm not, you know, you, you kind of want to go into mum mode, you know, uh-huh. here's what you need to do because you, because you have that benefit of experience. But, but yeah, I absolutely find, do, I, I, I do that constantly with my, my own kind of reflections and also just trying to hold back in, in the mentoring that I give to other people, you know, uh-huh. because it does, it does make you want to say, listen, I've tried that. It doesn't work. Do it this way. Do you know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So see yeah. the journey of self-awareness. Is it a lifelong one? Oh, completely. It completely is, right? I think it really depends on... I mean, I think you've constantly... Life's just changing all the time, right? I mean, I think you're facing different situations, scenarios, it's evolving. You know, sometimes you're in good places, sometimes you're in bad places. And I think it really does shape how you react to things, your emotions, you know, the decisions that you would want to make. And so I think it's this constant evolution of just knowing what's going on around you in your life Mm -hmm. and then kind of making a decision to whether or not you know you can live with that and that's good you know and and that's a positive thing for you or whether you need to to adjust something you know Mm -hmm. and that's part of what you know I did with the last career change that I made from my last company to this company was I, I, I kind of I was living with something for so long and then decided do you know what I actually this isn't good for me, you know, it's not good for how I feel about the organisation, it's not good for my own well-being and all these things, I've I, I got to make a change, you know, and I think it's just different things across your life, different experiences that happen to you will, will require you to really reflect on why you're reacting in a certain way to, to help you make the right choices. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Lorna. Oh, it's been a pleasure, thanks for having me. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.